0: Welcome back to the Broadway block. Today's episode, we're going to chat it up all about Rangers, trade speculations, summer rumors. Steve, what you got for us today?
1: Obviously, this is super hypothetical about, you know, landing anybody. But who would you, if you could pick a person, given our cap restraints and, you know, who we have available, who would you be looking to to add to the team?
0: Well, I'm going to kind of tie in that Lafreniere's thing because I kind of feel like, what's going on? Why it it seems like there's not too much that like he's do a bridge deal. It's not going to be worth very much. He's betting on himself. We're betting on, he's going to get better. So like, what's the holdup for why that hasn't happened yet? Like, you know, I, to be honest, I thought the laugh deal would happen before Miller, to be honest. Cause I thought laugh would be like, you know, smaller money and you would know what you would have left that you could offer Miller. I'll f- also shout out to, Maddie Jack last episode coming in with that call about like under four milli because that was right on the spot. Um, but I could see maybe obviously, jury came out this summer and said that like laugh is off the table. We assume with Lavi Alep, he's gonna invest in the youth more. But I gotta think, laugh could be up. I've also heard the rumors that Toronto is they're kind of I mentioned it previously, I think speaking to Heat Daddy that they're kind of in a similar situation with us. Like, you know, they're tied to some big contracts. They have big pieces that, like, any team would be happy to get. But, like, the chips really haven't fallen. They got out of the first round this year. But, like, you know, you thought they were going to do more. Everybody thought they were going to do more. So someone that I've seen a lot is Nylander's name pop up. Uh, The article I saw, and Steve, you mentioned it, that you saw mentioned Panarin as a possible option for Nylander. I was thinking the whole time that why couldn't it be laughing a couple of these prospects we had or maybe a, some draft capital? What do you think on that, Steve?
1: If you were jury, would you not take like Marner for Panarin just straight up? No. I looked at their stats earlier because I was kind of reading the same thing you were reading about uh, Panarin's name being thrown in there. And it, over the last five years, Panarin's still in the top five for point production. He's played one less game than Marner has and Marner only has scored four less points. So I mean they're they're pretty dead on as far as values concerned, obviously Panarin's older.
0: Do you do the in, trade for the change of scenery then? Is that what you're going at?
1: Well, I mean if you look at who they have, like they have Tavares and Matthews down the middle, you know, it would facilitate a need for them and then in, you know, I would say Marner over Nylander only from recency bias and from looking at their stats, but you know, Nylander's obviously proven that he's a, a really good player also. I do remember the conversation you are talking about, though, with like a change of scenery for guys like that. Because it seems like the Leafs kind of run into this problem every year where like they can't really afford to move anybody. So it's like, do you shake up the... And know, like any of those war?
0: players, if you like said became available, you would want them on your team, like, right. you know?
1: Well, because they're not in a rebuild, but they just lost their the GM that kind of built it. It's like, you know, I feel like if you're the guy that has the connection to those players, maybe you're a little bit less likely. But we saw it with new management for the Rangers, there's no love loss. It's just like, you know, if I can get rid business of somebody's
0: business. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But they've they have to, I think, make an attempt with what they have right now. It's like, you know, new opportunity, but
0: well, it also like we are more similar to the Leafs because another team that you bring into the mix there that's always In the competition of points, is the Oilers. You know, they can't get their goalie going to really get them to the next level. But, like, you know, similar to them, they're only on a retool. How do you feel about Tarasenko coming back if the numbers work? I just don't see those numbers working. So it's like, where does he even fit in? You know? Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, Tarasenko played really well for us. I don't think that the math works out. I think that the floor of what he would accept as an offer is probably higher than we have and the ceiling of the offer that we would be willing to pay him would just be better spent at the deadline cuz you know for anyone listening it's not that you pay for someone's entire contract when you trade for them at the deadline you pay for what's remaining from their contract and owed to them from like a game to game per diem so you acquire like a 5 million dollar contract let's say and you're really only paying 2 million of that so if you walk into the season with some salary cap behind you yeah, you, know, you might be looking at being able to actually acquire someone at the deadline. I feel like that's probably the safer move.
0: That's where it leaves to a, like be established. Are we we done or we're we just gonna make a move? Because you know, I'm just gonna keep going with the Terasenko. If the numbers worked and we were able to get Terasenko, obviously you put him on that first line, you have Wheeler on the second line, the kid line could almost stay the same, you know? Nothing really changes in that sense, and we roll that way. But then we don't get the long-term growth that obviously we need of those young guys getting some of those first-time minutes.
1: I'm more less thinking of the now, and like I want the kids to thrive. Like getting back to what we're talking about, I want to see them succeed, and I want to see them in the top-line positions. But I also want to win, and I don't know how much Drury really cares about the development if we if he's in as hot of a seat as we all believe he is. And you know, you and I talked about. We're gonna see how much heat is on Drury come deadline time. Well, I mean, he went out and traded for Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, and we lost in the first round. So, like the the heat is probably ramped up. If it wasn't, if you didn't already feel it, deadline time.
0: Also, also the sphere is done in Vegas. Dolan's attention is going to be shifting back to New York City eventually.
1: We've been lucky, I think, that he's been a little bit hands off. You know, um, for having the reputation for being kind of over meddling and overstepping. You know, so you have to think that the leash is probably getting shorter on a guy like Drury for sure.
0: And bringing back Toronto into it, like, you know, their GM is looking to make a splash. Also, who would say that, you know, don't you think Dubas, Kyle Dubas, like maybe there's some Penn's Toronto trade talk? Like, you know, maybe some guys he wants to get over there?
1: I think, yeah. I think anytime somebody goes into a new organization, it's like that's, you know what you know. Um, and you're going to always see we, we did it over the, the course of the offseason as we bring in a new assistant coach and now we have players that, you know, all kind of have a past relationship with one of these guys. So, I mean, it happens wherever you go, but I do feel like there's always going to be those links. But n- maybe not, like, as friendly of a deal as you think. Like, if Kyle Dubas calls you and you're the, the general manager of the of the Maple Leafs, like, probably hang up the phone, right? Like, because maybe you know something you don't know. You're
0: right? like, I'm dealing with the shit you left over here for me.
1: Yeah, I so... And we thought we were gonna see that with like Gordon, but there hasn't been like we're in a good spot. But I just have this—I have this feeling like we come out struggling, you know. Like we have this, we have. Yeah, a I can't. Good
0: I can't ball. shake that. Like not enough. To, like changed in the lineup to I feel like we we are a different team coming out. Obviously, yeah. the coach will help with that. But I I agree with you. But you know, lucky for us, we start at Buffalo and we go to Columbus. It's on the road, but you know.
1: Yeah. I'm interested to see how we do to those lesser teams and not to to beat the drum that we did all season. But like, I've always said that the Rangers, at least lately, feel like they always play down to the level. And I would just love to be that team that takes advantage of that early time in the season where, you know, maybe this is why my lately I've been thinking about like the top six and where we're at, because like, you know, I just the no quit New York thing is like, the worst. They got. to get a new mantra. We're all. We're all quit. Like we show up. We do. We do the hard work. We show up just assuming it's done.
0: We almost had an all-star team for the power play, and we we looked like the worst power play in the league versus the Devils. Like,
1: yeah, think about the people that we have on our team. I mean, you have one of the best defensemen in the league, if not the best. One of the best goalies in the league, if not the best. You have players that put up a lot of points have had freakish seasons with us r- record setting seasons with us it's just like it, there's something missing and it still feels that way I feel like Wheeler was smart I think what we all applauded as like the collective of Rangers fans was that we did well given what we had but we didn't nail it we didn't hit it out of the park we, you know the off season was fine because we just didn't really have many other choices and I would give it like an AA a plus just based off of what we could have done. We drafted the best player available. we filled positional needs. It still does feel like there's something that, that should be added. You know, let's say we had an extra mill laying around. What would you, what would you show up for the Rangers?
0: Well, my thing was I've been trying to pick my brain and like, think around the league, kind of someone who also is in like a similar laugh situation. Like that was supposed to be, you know, great. And they've only been dismal. So like, see, does anyone come to mind that like is like, you know, almost on that rookie entry contract that would want a change of scenery to come to the Rangers and we would, you know, almost flip in a lot like laugh in the trade for that.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's not, maybe it's not laugh in my head, but somebody like a guy like Line that we've seen kind of bounce around, not really find his footing. You know, he was drafted really high, I think second overall, and we've seen him score 40 plus goals in a year. So like, the evidence is there that would lead you to think that this guy should be lighting up the league. And like, you know, sure. He's had some fantastic years, but he's also had some really bad years and he gets traded. Didn't really, you know, find his footing correctly just yet there. And I mean, if they struggle right out the gate with guys like Fantilli and Johnny Goudreau, you'd have to think that line is not like locked into being, you know, a blue jacket right now. So that would be somebody that would would pique some interest, you know, and, you know, I'm going
0: to I'm, I'm going to throw out a name here for you. I think he's available. Could be a little spicy. Alex Golchonyak.
1: Say that name one more time for us.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Did you see what happened to him?
1: Oh, yeah. The threatening the the police officers that we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And then the Yotes terminated his contract.
1: Yeah. 12 days after signing the contract to be a Coyote again.
0: If that's not mo- the more Coyote thing like I've ever seen. Like, oh uh,
1: dude, the organization just kind of is like a perpetual fumble.
0: It almost kind of feels like, you know, when the Thrashers, it wasn't even the Thrashers fault. Like, you know, they just couldn't get people in there. And then they just couldn't get a winning team. Remember that they'd get good picks. Like, weren't the Thrashers one of the teams that could have drafted? ovechkin except for the leap year thing
1: yeah i believe the panthers also put in for that so i pulled up patrick Line's stats and he had 70 points across 82 games and then 50 points in 82 games and that's a huge discrepancy and that's
0: with just columbus or was that previously
1: this was with winnipeg
0: um, okay
1: removed from his draft year by two years in his rookie season 36 goals which is pretty nice. 73 games played, 36 goals, and 64 points in his rookie season. And then a season after that, 44 goals in 82 games. So, I mean, he's shown flashes, and then you have, you know, 24 points in 46 games, 21 points in 45 games. So, I mean, that's a guy, in my opinion, that could use a a little bit of a change of scenery
0: and i mean well we thought we thought he was getting that with the blue jackets and then it just only got worse for him so I, that is a yeah, good yeah
1: but you're talking about the blue jackets and i'm talking about the team that finished in sixth place that clearly doesn't have that like spark all the time and how many times did we say like we need a right winger that can finish you know what i mean so things like that but then it it, it hurts even more cuz you know like the bochnevich trade is like ad nauseum for rangers fans like nobody wants to hear it regurgitated but it put us in such a terrible spot where we just we don't have that guy up there that can finish and i think a lot of this year's success rides on Capo Caco becoming that guy at right wing that can finish
0: i just feel like we got to fully commit to it through the good bad and the ugly like and you got to give him like a couple months up there right what's your leash limit if you're La Violette? well he, he starts at right wing how many how many games you got
1: you're right that he needs the time and you know a a little bit of a commitment would be solid. But I mean, what if the Rangers went like 10 and 10 to start the season? I think everything's fine. Right. But what if it's more like, you know, seven wins and regulation in your first 20 games?
0: Well, well, do you think the major shakeup would come? Like, let's say we miss the playoffs. Like we're not even, we're not even close. Like, could you see like, you know, Chris Kreider to Boston for, you know, something, like start happening and like you know stuff like that.
1: I I don't think it would be as big as we saw it recently with like the letter rebuild, but I think that we would try to get the most for certain pieces and you know just call it what it is and retool, I guess, because the fans are not going to buy into another rebuild. I think that we got extremely lucky, but it also thwarted our natural progress by winning the lottos because I think the the fan base was ready for this like long haul thing and it was like big fish free agent lot of win instant success. Like there was just like yeah, there was no struggling yeah. whatsoever through the rebuild. So now it's set us up to be like, well, we're not doing that again. We're not, we're just not going to survive.
0: 2018, 2019. And then we're making the play in, in 2020, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this,
1: the, the chances of that happening ever, maybe in our lifetime. Like, will we ever see one and two drafted to the Rangers ever again in consecutive years? Probably not. The retool would be the only way to market it to to people because you have to be at a point. You have to be honest, especially if you miss the playoffs this year. If we miss the playoffs this year, I mean, heads are going to roll. Fans are going to be livid. Yeah, it would be a complete nightmare. And I hadn't even thought about that until somewhere down, like the middle of the last season. I was like, I forget who we were chatting with, but it was like, like, what if we don't make the playoffs? She's like, well, I hadn't really even thought about that. Like, it, yeah, se- yeah. it seems like this year it could be more likely than any other year we've seen during this process, because I feel like even the bubble year, it was like, we we're bad. We knew we were bad. But I think I think everyone knows we're good. But there's also a chance that, like, also, I don't think
0: division. like those years that like, you know, where we are close and like in the rebuilding years like that, like the Met. Wasn't the animal that it is today with like, you know, anybody could get in almost minus the Flyers in Columbus, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I hang on to my thought process that the Devils don't rebound the same way, but I feel like the Penguins do because they always do, you know, and I feel like the caps will somehow ice a competitive enough roster where they might even throw in the towel, but still finish like fifth place, you know. It's just it's not gonna be a given whatsoever.
0: You know? That's what I'm saying. Like we never the gimmies aren't gonna be there. We don't we don't get those gimmies right now. We're in that hard period of your it's like you know when you become like an adult and like you know things are hard. You gotta choose your which bills are getting paid and which ones aren't. That's that's where we're at right now. And it, it was time you know, to eat and now it's it's time we gotta thrive.
1: We're in a weird position because you know, Igor's contract you know only a couple more years that's gonna grow and that's i mean if you look at we talked about this a little bit with maddie but like think about how much igor is gonna have to make i feel like i'm gonna be going back to this episode and unfortunately grabbing clips of us talking about
0: I I (laughs) this this episode has this um a very spooky ominous vibe like that just is yeah. And I,
1: and, I, and I hope it doesn't sound like that for the guy, for every, anyone listening. But it's like, I, that's just where my head's at. And I feel like that's just me being an honest hockey fan. And then the other thing is I, I go back and forth between like, it's a completely new season. It's a completely new opportunity. I feel like the kids should have every opportunity under LaViolette to succeed. There's also a world where we come out and, and assert our dominance. And you mentioned a few like, easier teams, to start the season and just building on that momentum and, and starting off really strong. But
0: I, I don't want to say I'm agreeing with you, but like, you know, I'm going to say that I think we're going to start off with a couple wins. I think it's going to look a little 500 ish, and I think we're going to figure it out. I think we're going to move forward from there, and I think we're going to rock with the team that we have. And I still, as a betting man, I'd say there's one big move left. And I said it at the beginning of this episode when's left signing what's when's that going to happen you know what's going to happen with that but do you
1: think there's something like happening to hold up the contract or do you think this is just like i kind of do
0: because like out? i said if i like you know miller's contract was going to be a little we spoke with maddie jack and we said we thought it was going to be a little harder like you know obviously this down season for miller helped us like you know get that under probably four million but with Laugh, like, you know, the production really hasn't been that high, or, you know, at times, like, you know, he didn't even crack 20 goals. Like, you know, so like, we don't know what we have with him. So I don't think he's getting a contract longer than two years. So, in my sense, that like, if you could have locked Miller up for longer than that, boom, you would have at a reasonable rate. But Miller wouldn't do that because he's betting on himself. So, my question is, is it Laugh thinking his values higher? And, like, you know, that's why it's there. Are we thinking, no, there's not even a, like, laugh is not even in the picture? Like, you know, that's, that's what to me, it's like for, I think it's small marbles, like the sign, signing should already happen. But what do you feel on that, Steve?
1: Well, I think that the Miller contract, like we kind of all predicted, was the variable that we could control, get that into place, and then use the rest to sign a guy like laugh. But I also feel like, you know, We've internally priced ourselves at a point where there really isn't a negotiation to be had. It's like this is yeah, that's what has... I'm
0: saying. Like it, you only got three pieces of gum. Like that's right. all you got. Like it, that's... It, there's
1: only you know you have like a a floor and a ceiling of what you could offer essentially, and the cut. You know that you already know how the conversation goes. It's I say this. They say that I counter with this, and that's what we're gonna agree on because there's not a whole lot of wiggle room and it's not like he's priced himself out of it. We could have a really bad situation on our hands if he had like a seventy if you think about that's it that's what I'm saying
0: He's not here's right. a here's a question for you which player would you be more upset about losing
1: mm, a no thinking?
0: no Miller laugh like let's say oh, my goodness. Know,
1: the more immediate impact would be Miller honestly honestly,
0: because- I would be more upset with Miller too. It's got to be. So then to me, like I, I said, like, you know, I would have locked up laugh, have been like, all right, you're worth 2.1, 2.7. You're, it would like, you know, if you hit these numbers and then I would have been like, this is what I have left for Miller. And like, obviously we want to come into the season, as you mentioned at the beginning that like with some money for maybe some small trade deadline acquisition. So
1: I want to say it happened soon, but they have a little bit of time to figure it all out. The worst yeah, we thing that got 88
0: days you... left to hockey.
1: Yeah. But you know, you, you gotta go, you gotta get it done before that. And I think the longer you wait, it can't be good. You know, like think about what he's already kind of been through, you know, you have to do everything you can from the organizational standpoint to, you know, do right by this kid and give him the opportunity to succeed. And I think that that starts with nipping it early and just being like, here's your money, dude. Like, let you know, you know what comes after this. You're playing for an, a huge extension and let's get after it, you know, but that's not what's happening. We're we're kind of like stringing them along and it feels like. We're punking him a little bit, and that that must that must suck if you laugh. Honestly, <laughs> that,
0: they, will that be the starting to the gloom? Like you know, <laughs> laugh for like a fourth rounder?
1: <laughs> no, because to come back on what you, we were talking about earlier, it's got to be for a guy like Slavkovsky or somebody from Montreal, where you're getting back somebody who also hasn't lived up to that hype. You're you're not wrong. Like you bring up a good, you know, if this then like that.
0: Hey, here's here's the thing. Okay, so you're another team. You're interested in laugh. You're like, what do you what do you give to even try to get that?
1: Yeah, it's got to It's got to be someone with an equally ambiguous.
0: Yeah, because uh, you're not giving up anybody that's like really fully established. Like, would you even give a barber chef for him? Like, think of what he did for the Knights just now.
1: Well, I think there's such a there's such a weird thing happening with the salary cap not really moving up. Like, we've seen some really affordable, cheap deals happen. So it's like imagine you're Blake Wheeler. You scored 60, almost 60 points last year. How much more does Laugh deserve than Wheeler? Yeah. yeah. Like, like honestly, like if we're going to play like recency, like and they got to me-
0: work on the salary cap, like like people that don't even touch the hardwood in basketball Are making more than most like first and second line people.
1: Well, cheers, buddy. Talk to you soon. Let's
0: go, Rangers.
1: Let's go, Rangers.